0: You're listening to The Donna Drake Show. Join us weekly as Donna talks with celebrity entertainers, sports legends, top journalists, business moguls, and everyday heroes sharing their stories of triumph, inspiration, and perseverance. Hosted by international award-winning creative artist, writer, producer, actor, and influencer, Donna Drake. All right, let's live it up with Donna Drake. Well,
1: hello, this is Donna Drake, and we are here at the Suffolk Community College Brentwood Campus. We're going to be celebrating the HIA. It's an annual trade show. It's going to be so much fun right this way because we decided this year to bring the studio to this location. We're going to be talking to business leaders uh, from all around the world. Well, actually, they're mostly from Long Island, but stay tuned. We've got a great show coming up for you right now. The person of the hour, I guess, or the multiple hours. It's nine to three, so it's more than just one hour. <laughs> and it's not just—it's more than just one day, uh, Terry. Hello and welcome. How oh, are you? Thank you. Thank you. So today we are here at uh, Suffolk Community College, the Brentwood campus. Many years you've hosted this event here. I don't—do you know how many years exactly? It's
2: twenty years. So we're in our thirty-fifth year. Crazy, right?
1: People are having such a good time. I jo- jokingly today have been calling it like a
2: block party. <laughs> So that's so funny you said that. I just said to someone this morning, the thing I love about the show the most is that old friends meet again, right? And new friends become better friends, right? So I mean, it is. It's like a block party. Absolutely. What brought you out here to the HIA today? Why did you
1: decide to do this trade show?
3: Well, I'm one of the original members of um, the uh, Long Island Vistage Group with Andy Arlick and um, he brought it to my attention a couple of months ago and obviously I was gonna jump on it right away
1: this was my first time actually exhibiting over the years. I've like walked the show, I've celebrated the show, I've had a great time at the show, but I also wanted to support our community. I said, you know what, let's let's just bring it on, you know, let's bring it forth, let's all get together once again and make some magic happen.
3: Yeah, that's exactly what we were thinking also. I mean, I don't know how much business we'll, re- we'll really be able to attain, but it was really about supporting what's happening. You know, when I saw the list of companies that were out there, they said, okay, you know what, probably not gonna get much business out of it, but it's great to just be part of the community, walk around, see what's happening, see what the other companies are doing. And if something comes from it, you know, then so be it. But yeah, we're excited to be here. This is the first trade show we're doing. Typically, we go to medical conferences and speak with doctors.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and me too. Mostly guests come to my show, come to my studio. But today we brought the studio here. So thank you very much for visiting with us today. And you know, the HIA, I believe this is the 35th anniversary. So they're like a big, wonderful family too. This is kind of like uh, a neighborhood block party. Do you know what I mean? It's really, it's really silly, but it's wonderful. I, I do a zip line, like you know. Uh like the road runner like you know the coyote and the road runner and I go up and down all the booths just to like wave and say hi to everybody and then we kind of keep congregating why did you decide to be here at the HIA
3: uh, trade show well last year they invited me to be on the panel to speak about Midway crossing and I was like what is this i mean <laughs> i knew of HIA i've been to their events but i hadn't been to this event and i did the same thing you did i went up and down the aisles I saw like booth after booth of people I knew. People were pulling me aside to have a conversation, and then uh, you know when when we go inside and, and have the lunchtime talk, everybody that I know is there, and it's just a, it's a really nice mix of people here. So
1: your company, um, one of the representatives of your company is on the board of the HIA. Let's talk about that connection.
4: Absolutely, uh, Mike Sabatini, is one of our, my partners, is on the board of HIA, um, which we value immensely. We've, ever since we started to build an office here on Long Island in Melville, um, we partnered with several different organizations, one of them being HIA, to support the community, and to support the local business environment. Um, and in, through our partnership with them and sponsorship opportunities and supporting their missions, which align very closely with ours, uh, we've given the opportunity this past year to have a board
5: representative, which we value very highly.
1: Joining us now is attendee, Darren. Welcome to the show. How are you?
5: Hey, Donna. How are you? Good.
1: How many years have you been coming out to the HIA?
5: You know, this is the first one since the pandemic, but probably about 10 years total. Okay.
1: What do you find the value is in attending?
5: It's the connections. It's the connections with everybody that's here. A lot of times we don't get to network as much as we want to. Uh, This show allows us to network. Not only that, we get to meet a lot of new people, especially a lot of new business owners.
1: I'm excited for the Midway Crossing. What needs to happen in order for that to become a reality?
3: Well, it's been gaining momentum. Uh, We finally got a local development corporation in place. The county and the town put a board of people together who are going to, let's say, lead the project for them. And, And we, being the master developers with JLL, are partners with the town and county. So we're about to start those meetings and then eventually make an application to the town of Islip to start this planned development. And once uh, we do that, then we jump into the environmental studies and then we're off to the races.
1: Well, invite me to the ribbon Cutting. I will be there. What do you feel the HIA does best? Like, you know, what is it about them that they're doing so well? This is their 35th year of having this trade show.
4: You know, it's, I, I think they do a lot of things really well. Like I said, we, we, we're members of a lot of different organizations, and we always find ourselves coming back and supporting the HIA because we think they do a tremendous job of listening to what the community wants, listening to what they need, and responding to that. Not necessarily pushing their own agenda, but really understanding what do the businesses in the community need and want and that's what they make their mission to support. So um, that's why we feel that, um, plus they, I mean, something like this, they're able to really generate a pretty nice gathering and, and really support the community, so.
1: So Mario, Industry One, you said you, you've you been with them for a while, but you have significantly helped them grow. Yeah. Uh, about how many years have you been working there and what are you doing now? Well,
6: in 2009, it's been around since 1985, 2009, uh, the principal, uh, which Henry Proto, was uh, one of the partners, uh, recruited me to take over the company because he wanted to retire. So I I did that and he slowly retired a couple years later. Uh, And so since 2009, I quadrupled the size of the company. Uh, So now we're the largest independent commercial brokerage on Long Island, um, mainly focused on industrial real estate. And not only Long Island, I brought the company on the global stage uh, because I'm an SIOR broker, uh, which stands for Society of Industrial Office Realtors, uh, which is a network of uh, the best brokers throughout the world. And uh, we go to conferences uh, in Ireland and and, uh, Poland and, of course, throughout the United States and meet industry leaders and collaborate and work on big industrial deals and office, of course, as well.
1: And today we're here at the HIA. What would you like to say on behalf of uh, your participation here?
6: Well, the HIA has been great. Bob Desmond, who's uh, my EVP, has been on the board of the HIA. And I've seen the value with the HIA over the years. And it's a great network of just amazing businesses. and, And they really know how to get everyone together to collaborate. They introduce companies uh terry uh i can't speak i can't amazing, s- amazing. just amazing, just amazing. Right. <laughs> anthony as well so kudos to them and thank thank you for uh having me speak with you and uh You're this welcome. this participating in the hia trade show is always good and i'm glad i was i had the time to do it this time
1: Me too. um as a business owner yourself what services are you offering to the community
6: so we offer
5: a business growth program. Those small business owners, as small to medium size, we work with companies from as small as $100,000 a year in revenues to all the way up to $20 million a year. And we help them develop the right plan to grow their business the right way. Most business owners, as yeah. you know, they, you know- they're
1: <laughs> Flying by the seat of their pants, really. You know, and it takes them almost like five years if they make it to the five-year mark to all of a sudden realize like, well, wait a second, I could be making money with my business as opposed to just like running my business.
5: The number one answer I get was w- when I asked the question, how much are you paying yourself is not a lot. And if you know how to run your business the right way, and our symbol is a money tree. And as you know, money tree has multiple barks. And if they're all multiple trunks and if all the trunks are not in sync, that tree is going to die, which is what you just referenced to. Most small businesses do not last five years. Uh, But we help you, we teach you on how to grow that tree the right way. Build your business in all areas, not just finance, not just marketing, not just sales, not just operations, but we help you in all those areas.
1: What made you decide to work with youth? Uh,
7: So we're a growing company, thriving company, and um, I think we have an obligation to try to excite and ignite uh, future talent that could one day work for H2M. So we... We're committed to getting into high schools. Uh, The ACE Mentorship Program is a fantastic program. uh, We're one of the only architecture engineering companies on Long Island that uh, hosts this program. Essentially, what we do is we provide opportunities for high school students to experience architecture and engineering and be mentored by... 25, 26, 27-year-old professional engineers and architects. And uh, for people like your son, it gets their juices going. They get passionate about it and uh, hopefully provides some uh, further commitment in whatever their pathway is going to be for their career. So we're thrilled as an organization to be supportive of ACE.
1: There's no better collaborator right now that I've heard on the floor than JLL. And with us now is Derek. Hello.
4: Hi, Donna. How are you? Good. You have a
1: lot of fans. So you do.
4: So, you have a lot of fans. You
1: thank do. you. So tell me about JLL and why you're here today participating.
4: Um, so JLL is a, is a corporate real estate services firm. Uh, we're in the development business. We're in many lines of business in the real estate uh, world. Um, we're the lead um, and the master developer for a 170-acre new development site at Rinconkuma Hub adjacent to the MacArthur Airport. Um, we call it Midway Crossing. Um we believe it's the most transformational project that can happen in our region. Um, the site itself, uh, we think bar none, is probably the most important transportation-oriented development site in the country. So we're excited to be part of it. And it's all about the local community, uh, local business, and we believe to be a life sciences uh, ecosystem that will come forth. Today at the HIA, we learned all about shooting bone and arrows.
8: Today at the HIA, we learned about making connections and networking ourselves.
4: Uh, today at the HIA, we learned how to sit down and take a nice photo with the guys,
3: you know? <laughs> today at the HIA, I learned how to shoot a bow now and got a free Chick fil A sandwich.
6: Today at the HIA, I learned that you, there's a lot of connections to be made through Boy Scouts.
8: Wait,
9: is this actually
8: on TV? What?
1: Is this actually on TV?
7: What
10: time,
9: what time is it going to be on?
1: Uh, I'm on in 25 countries.
11: Eric,
12: Hi, I'm Morgan. Hi, I'm Ava.
6: Hi, I'm Will.
11: Hi, I'm Annie.
6: Hi, I'm Jimmy. Hi, I'm Riley. Um, we're
11: taking, <laughs> we're <laughs>
8: taking over <laughs> the Donna Drake, Drake Show. Woo! We are from Southside High School. We're juniors. And we're starting a
0: virtual enterprise class next year.
1: Joining us now is Phil. How are you?
9: Good. Yourself?
1: Good. I'm having a great day here. I feel like it's the best block party ever. Uh, We're here at the HIA. We're celebrating life. We've known one another for a long time. What do you love best about the HIA? What brings you out year after year?
9: Well, there is a tremendous organization. As you know, Donna, I was an elected official for almost three decades here on Long Island. And the HIA was an organization. I was actually kind of at the beginning of the HIA 30 something years ago it's kind of exciting when I got started in government but they have always been a tremendous advocate for business uh not just in the in the park itself but all over Long Island uh and they've only grown and now in my new position as president of Suffolk Regional OTV, um I actually am a member uh and it's, it's actually I've always had the the government uh membership but membership but now it's the official one
1: <laughs> now it's yours you're, you actually can open up your wallet and there you are you're part of the HIA. And the HIA, uh, what makes you so passionate about what they're
7: doing? I'm such a fan of this organization. So I've been on the board since 2015. I'm the past chair of the board. So Carol Allen is the current chair. And uh, she and I talk all the time. Joe Campolo was the chair before me. So he and I talk all the time. Um, And this is a roll-your-sleeves-up organization. And uh, the board members, uh, you know, we don't go to meetings twice a month. And that's it. Uh, We're committed Every week, I talk to Terry all the time. I, I chair the new Workforce Development Task Force for HIA, where um, I believe that there's a, a huge opportunity for the HIA to fill a gap between academia, business, and industry, and people looking for jobs, um, especially in a post COVID era. Really, the, the need for uh, people to potentially re- reinvent themselves uh, and get into new industries or uh, for you know, us to, to play a role in just helping people figure out, you know, how do I get to the next step in my own career, I think HIA is going to play an important role there. Uh, so really, it, it's things like that where I, I feel very rewarded when I um, participate in a lot of the HIA initiatives and, and, you know, huge fan of Terry, huge fan of the organization, uh, and it really kind of, I think, fits my style, uh, so I like participating in the HIA.
1: Did you meet new friends today, new contacts, or what What was the excitement for you today?
7: This trade show is a tremendous thing each year. We can look forward to
9: coming each year because you, you walk uh, row by row and you see new businesses, some of which you haven't seen before, you know, and you grab a business card. There's a great contact to be made. Uh, so far today, I've got a number of them that uh, we at Suffolk Regional OTB may, and Jake's Casino, uh, may use in the future. So we're going to keep the lines of communication open, but this is the original uh, origin of all these relationships.
1: And I know uh, a few months back you came and uh, got a chance to tour my studio and we're hoping that we can, you know, work together once again, which would be exciting. Um, I thank you for being here. Is there one thing that uh, you feel is important for Long Islanders to know today? Like what what's on your I know you always have your finger on the pulse of everything, but like what's important for us?
9: Well, I would say, first of all, Donna, that I did visit your studio tremendous. Anybody who needs a, some uh, video uh, communications, <laughs> Donna's the woman, and uh, her, her place is great. So check it out. Um, and, and as far as coming here, you know, the important thing is that we need development. We need business growth. Uh, Long Island, as has been said in a couple of the sessions here today, we kind of have been known as the land of NIMBY, right? Not in my backyard. I think that idea is changing because people know that we need business. We need jobs. We need housing for our young people. Uh, and that's the the feel uh, today and uh, and I think that message is going to get out there.
1: I love that. Go Long Island! Woo! Thanks for watching. I keep asking everybody, I'm like, oh, where are you now? You know, like, because people have changed jobs and it's been a little while since we've seen one another. People have gotten promotions. I've met such key, beautiful, giving um, people. Like, they're generous of their spirit. The business owners, I think there's been a change, a a shift.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, And, and you know what? Listen, I've always said out of darkness comes um, brilliance, right? And I think that's what COVID genuinely did for us is our ability to be able to not only understand that we need to take a breath and kind of step forward, but we also need to collaborate. It's really, really important, right? And so for a trade show and conference like this, this is major collaboration. Um, And, you know, I have to say what I'm the most proud of is this really has become a very important dynamic in terms of discussing economic development as well. So it's not only about people connecting and shaking hands, which is important, but it's also about these development projects that need to happen for our kids and our grandchildren.
1: Joining us now is Liz Hernandez. She has an active wear company, and she came all the way from Los Angeles. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. So we found out we were at the same place last night and didn't even know it. Because I said, usually when guests fly in from anywhere, I like to have dinner with them. I had a time, uh, but I was at Tribeca, and you said... I was also at Tribeca. Um. Yeah, funny story. Were you at Bowery? Or? Um, I was in four different places yesterday. So I did a red carpet where I interviewed Steve Buscemi, who's going to oh, be on the show. And uh, Richard Gere was there, which was great. So I saw the listener. Then I was at another destination, another de- destination, then John uh, bon Jovi showed up. So it was a whole night. And then Heather Graham. So oh, there's cool. a lot going on with the Tribeca Film Festival. I just right? found out about it. I it's had amazing. no idea. Yeah, It's no, a really sure. great festival. Uh, started after 9-11. And it just has grown over the years. Mm-hmm. And this year, um, about 70 of the performances or the films were uh, either women written, directed, or produced. I love that. And I know that's important to you, too. Because yes. I was when I was doing my research on uh, Lazy Hype, I realized that... You're passionate about those things, right? Very so you went much. out with your friends to Tribeca last night because yes. you said a lot of your friends are working where?
13: Nickelodeon, Fox. Um, so I'm in apparel, obviously, but I get inv- invited to their things. And so, yeah, that's how, kind of how I ended up there.
1: And you're working with a great influencer, uh, Katie. Let's talk about that collab that you're doing with her.
13: Yeah, Katie Austin. Um, she was recently a sports illustrator model, uh, big uh, TikToker, Typically, the business structure would be private label for fitness studios. Uh, so here in New York, we're at Hit House, Grit Boxing, Yoga Spark, uh, Club Pilates. And she kind of found out about us through those gyms because she's big in uh, health and wellness. And so she reached out and then that kind of opened up some other opportunities to work with influencers through private label. So it's exciting because... We're all about wellness um, and more like wellness for the earth and the environment. And these influencers and these gyms are about, you know, your physical wellness. So I feel like mental,
1: physical together. And it know, feels good on your skin. It, it feels good. So yeah. how did you create this? How did you get into this space? It's not an easy space to break into, correct? Yes. Okay.
13: I was living in San Francisco and it's so, um, it's like an innovative city and i realized that sustainability was huge there and it was all over billboards etc but i didn't know too much about it i started educating myself i then started realizing that i couldn't afford a lot of it because it would all be two hundred dollars a hundred dollars etc and living in san francisco is costly (laughs) so um i thought you know i'm already in the apparel industry why don't i create something define my own definition of what sustainability means to me um, and start, you know, figuring out how to build this. And so I did. I wanted to make it affordable. I wanted to make it made in the U.S., recycled materials, recycled packaging. I wanted to make sure that the dyes were all clean, non-toxic, either... Through sublimation, which I had to learn about, um, or just natural dyes. So yes, I was literally hand dyeing in my household in the kitchen sink a lot of the garments, <laughs> testing them out in the very beginning. Um, I you're late- like, this
1: looks like rotten carrots. This is not going to be a good color. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I later realized
13: that I had to like actually, like you know, get, once I built the samples, et cetera, like get it built out. Um, I couldn't afford to live in San Francisco anymore because pandemic had occurred and. So I moved to Los Angeles, and so now it's um, all being made in Los Angeles in a small manufacturing facility where it's fair wages, good air conditioning, all the things that I care for. Um, And yeah, so it started in San Francisco, but now it's in Los Angeles. And you have
1: many different gyms. How many gyms now have signed up to carry your or boutiques? A hundred. You have a
13: hundred? Yes. My first big account was Hot At Yoga. They're like family now because I've just watched them grow um, tremendously. Every year they're opening up like five new studios, three new studios. Um, and they really believed in me in the very beginning. They were my first big account. And yeah, I think they know they're they're like family. And that's
1: the vibe I like to have with all my studios. And, and you thrived through it all, like you moved, you had to find this out and find that out, but you made the answers possible. I survived. Okay, no, you survived. <laughs> I said thrived. It was thrived to make it a word for you right now? I don't know. You're here. You're here on CBS. You're here with me. You must be doing something right. Uh, so lazy hype. I like that. You know? Yes. Uh, humble. I'm going to call you humble hype. Humble oh, thank hype. you. That's you so did, sweet. Because your company, you're doing a lot of great things. Um, you're you know breaking barriers, you're Latina, and you're just you're out there. Good for you. Do you have a favorite, like, do you have a favorite, like, garment from the early days that is, like, kind of, like, still your favorite? Like, did you, like, frame it? Is it hanging on your wall or? So the biker shorts. Yes.
13: Um, Our classic biker shorts. I'm short. Um, I'm also curvy. So it was very important for me to make something that was, like, the right length so that my legs wouldn't look bigger. (laughs) And also that, um, you know, really sculpted my body. And that so far has been the bestseller. And it's also my favorite piece. What's your favorite
1: piece. I think I'm only five, five one and a half. I, no, I, I need I, to get you some I micro was five shorts. Five too. I was five, too. I think I started shrinking. <laughs> Me, too. Hair. That's how I feel. <laughs> so I'm like. I might need your uh, bike shorts list. Um, I thank you for joining us. You're pleasant and fun and your company is doing really well. And it's exciting for me to have someone that is so vested in the same things that I care about. I think a lot of people care about that. And you were saying that you learned the process of what has to happen for like recycled materials, right? I basically educated myself. Yeah. I go to YouTube a lot to learn new things. Is that what you did? (laughs) I mean, YouTube,
13: I looked at all the competitors to see what they were doing. One of the things that kind of bothered me that, Really determined, made me determine that I wanted to build it in the U.S. was that a lot were claiming they were sustainable, but actually importing and exporting. And so you're actually damaging the, like the planet more with the carbon footprint that you're causing by either shipping something, you know, across and then back and then from the distribution center to the consumer or flying it across. So I said, no, I need to keep everything domestic okay. and get that out.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? No matter where things are in the globe, as long as we're doing good things that are helping families, you know, grow or whatever, I'm all about that. So Absolutely. I thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Um, and I'm looking f- forward to wearing a pair of your um, biker shorts. Yes. I'm down with that. And I bet you are going to want those biker shorts too. So stay tuned for more. We're living it up right here with Liz Hernandez. Joining us now is someone that has a background like mine in television, but she's doing music full-time. It is Stacy Gable. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Good. So you used to work in New York in television at Nickelodeon. Then you went out West I Coast. I did. I went to Los Angeles. Okay. What made you decide to just do music full-time now?
11: Um, so I moved back to Pennsylvania. So I kind of made a circle and in Pennsylvania, I just um, started doing other things and teaching music more, which I never thought I would be a teacher, but I'm teaching music and I love it. I love giving back everything I've learned. So that will always be something I do. But, um, but I'm writing a lot and putting out my own music and, and every song I put out seems to have its own unique, um, path, and I've found my, some of my songs in TV shows and in movies and on the charts, like European indie charts, really? and everything is just, doing something different. Wow, Stacey, that's fantastic.
1: So did some of the friends that you once worked with in television, like kind of call you and you said, I'm doing this. And they're like, can we use your song? How did that marriage work for you? Yes.
11: So that, I mean, I guess as soon as everyone knows you're a singer songwriter, it just kind of happens and the word is out. So um, I had a few indie movies, some friends who put out indie films and they're like, can you write a song for the credits for my movie? And I would do that. And I love singing. I love performing. That's number one. But, um, but I like writing my own songs and singing them as well. So it's a lot of fun. So you love living in a sun-kissed paradise, right? I, of course I do, okay. yes. <laughs> so tell us what uh,
1: Great Escape is about, because I know that's your song.
11: It is. So I wrote Great Escape because I started traveling to Florida a lot and doing some shows down there. So um, that's my connection. And I being a tv film background and musical theater background as well um every time i write a song i have images in my mind and i'm kind of writing a story and writing a tv show or a film with it so if you go to my youtube channel i have videos with my songs so i love doing like the full production that's really impressive yeah so um great escape i had in my head where am i escaping to well there's a uh, several places but florida was the most convenient for me and i brought a crew down to florida a videographer from pennsylvania and we spent five days just shooting on the beach at, like all the hot spots in clearwater beach and st petersburg and um, madeira beach reddington beach and like that whole gulf side of mm-hmm. florida um, and I, I in my mind i needed to have palm trees and blue water like and hat on your hat, that, like on yes, your hat yes. I mean <laughs> this is a great escape in my mind this is my great escape and nice. what I think of um so so yeah so I I actually wrote the song it's a co-write with um Anthony Friedman who's a friend of mine and also a former co-worker. we work together um on Nickelodeon projects so I called him up and we started writing some songs. And this is like the first of a string of songs that I'm going to put out that we wrote together. I love that. I was actually in this building working about 20-something years ago,
1: uh, like, with, like, cat, dog, and all, like, oh, the early yeah. things early, of, like... Early yeah, Nickelodeon. Yeah, when they were just trying to get early Nickelodeon up and launched. And uh, WLNY-TV, uh, we were promoting it and things like that. And it was great because, like, I got a beach towel. So do you have, oh, like, fun. some fun, like,
11: Nick merch that when you look at it, it makes you feel joyful? Oh, absolutely. How can you not feel joyful? Actually, you have a, a poster on the wall when I first walked in. It's, yes. like, the TV Land poster. I have that same poster. You do not. <laughs> and I was like, that's in my basement. Oh, my gosh, Stacey, I so, Really? I just
1: acquired that. I got that from an antique shop up Oh, my gosh. Wow. But yes. Okay, so I see we have a lot of similarities. We have a lot Uh, in common. Would you please play for us? What would you like to play? I would love to play
11: Great Escape I would if you love want to hear, hear that. it. That sounds great. So I'll take you away with okay. me and we'll escape. Here we go.
1: <laughs> what? That's ironic that you have that same poster. I was okay. like, hey, I hey, feel like I'm Hey, You in my belong basement. here, exactly. I do. I'm welcome, happy. Having...
11: Welcome to your new home. Thank you. Welcome. And this is my first time to Long Island. Really? Believe it or not, I went to school in Manhattan and worked in Manhattan and I never came to <laughs>
1: Long Island. Okay, Stacey, well, I won't I tell anybody, it. but no. you just told the world. But Okay, I... here we go. Okay.
11: Ladies and gentlemen,
1: this is Stacey and we are going to be hearing Great Escape.
12: round and round again hey baby don't go there this is not the end you say that it's time we packed our bags and go this time we'll keep driving till we find that place where we write our names in the sidewalk hand in hand sunlight on your face with the wind in my hair as it picks up our cares blows them all away and we'll stay in love forever as we walk along together, let's make a great escape. Make a great escape. Ooh. it's so easy to burn out, living day to day. Ooh. This flame, <laughs> it's eternal, it won't fade away. We both need a break now to leave it all behind. This time, we'll take time to get back to that place where we write our names in the sidewalk and in hand, sunlight on your face. With the wind in my hair as it picks up our cares, blows them all away, Blow them all away. And we'll stay in love forever. We trace our names in the sand as we walk hand in and feel the greens flow between our toes and the sun on your nose and the salt on your lips as we kiss your hands slip right round my hips and the love and the faith that it takes, faith in the love to make this great escape. And we'll stay.
11: Thank you so much.
1: Congratulations. I
11: appreciate it. I see
1: that you have it. I mean, thank like you, you have that it
11: factor. It's what I love to do. It, it really shows. is. And I want to make people smile you, and just you bring them smile. on a trip with me.
1: Brought me on a trip. I really needed it. Good. I was stressing <laughs> out. So
11: thank nope, you so no stress. much. Okay. So
1: <laughs> You're Stacey welcome. Gable, yes. uh, people can go to all your socials to find out more. Absolutely. Um, and if people in our industry and your prior industry, yeah. want to uh, buy your songs, they can. I would love that.
11: So Spotify, much fun. I can Amazon, see this going with anywhere. so many different things, too. And, I mean, I'm doing the whole beach tour this summer, playing at all the beaches, and I'll be at Jones Beach, so I'm playing in July. <gasps> really? Yeah, July Excellent. 22nd. That's a great so, venue.
1: Yeah. Love Jones so. Beach. And,
11: you know, and Rick
1: Everly had introduced <laughs> us, right? So, yes. I guess that's fantastic. Yes. Good job. Good for hi, you Rick. to get to play there. Yeah, hi, Rick. <laughs> hi,
0: Rick. Hi, Rick. Oh, and you were
1: talking about writing your name in the sand, so when you go down to Jones Beach, I will you can totally definitely, do like, that. write your name Absolutely. in the sand. I will
11: write your name in yeah, the sand Oh, you're going to write well. my name in the sand. And my Oh, okay, Stacey, so both sure, of our names. There you go. absolutely. Happy journeys Thank to you. Thank you, you for having oh me Oh my so gosh, much. you're
1: delightful. Thank you. Stay tuned for more. We've been living it up right here with Stacey Gable. <laughs> Joining us once again is Monica from Speak Your Legacy. How are you? How have you been? Everything's been really good. I'm happy to be here. Good. Well, you know, it was so funny because you were the first guest of our taping today. So you got to see a lot of the behind the scenes. Uh, What were your thoughts?
8: I felt like part of the family here. It was really nice. Everybody was pretty lively this morning.
1: Yes, (laughs) and You absolutely are. So you never know what happens on a show day, right? Because there was like an accident on the highway and this, that, and the other thing happens, but you know, you just kind of roll with it. And I think that's what you do as an entrepreneur, right? How did you start Speak Your Legacy? Because we were, I love the name of your company
8: thank you. I went through a ton of names, but my goal was to tell people that we're about helping somebody leave something behind. So whether it's a voicing journey or working on language or even working on swallowing, our goal is to leave everything better than we found it. And so that's kind of
1: how it all started. Do you sometimes um, tape your clients, like have like, you know, them say the alphabet or something, and then like months later they do it again? Do you compare...
8: Yeah, we do a lot of baseline testing and then retest later, but we also work with voice banking sometimes, which we just did a free giveaway um, for a patient that was supposed to lose their voice later from a progressive disease. So they'll have a sample of their own voice to keep.
1: You know, I was married years ago. My husband, Tom, died, but one of my favorite (sighs) things was this wedding album. And when you push the buttons... I hear him talking to me. He's like, Oh, there's my beautiful bride. And you're right. There's something about a person's voice because over time, or even if someone passes, you tend to miss their voice, like my mother's laughter. I have to struggle now after 30 years to kind of hear it, but I can still hear her singing a splish splash. I was taking a bath. You're right. The voice is so important and that's a beautiful thing that you're doing for them. Yeah. We
8: also work with the communication boards and the devices. And so we can put their voice into the device. So even if they can't use their language anymore, when they push the buttons, their voice is what's coming out. Like I'd like a cup of
1: coffee or could you please drive me here? Yeah.
8: We take samples for that. If we know that there's going to be a reason they might lose it. So it's pretty cool. Wow.
1: Good for (laughs) you. So you do have a lot of um, What makes your place different is that you do have a lot of um, electric uh, stim and you have different innovation things there. So let's talk about that. What is electric stim?
8: Yeah, we try and stay as current as possible with research, um, making sure that the team is as best educated to serve the family. So we'll um, get equipment like the electric stim and we take it with us, bring it into the homes. The pads go on the patient's face and we can work on swallow strengthening, muscle strengthening, um, we also take the mobile swallow tests with us, so we bring it all with
1: us. Which last time you were here and then we did it on set and I was like, oh my gosh, okay. I was glad to see that you didn't bring it in again for me, like doing it once. But you I know what, have. it was really pain- it was, it was painless. <laughs> so it's something that uh, they you can, I guess, assess, right? Their esophagus or what are you looking for?
8: Yeah, we're looking at how all the muscles function and also how they look. So sometimes we're the only people to look in. So we have to be on our A game because we don't want to miss anything anatomically. Um, We can get more answers to the rest of the teams that we work with and um, get the patients the best treatment approaches.
1: You also just help, I guess, with just speech in general, right? Like if you have like a a tongue thrust or different Mm -hmm. types of things, what are some... um, Congi- conditions or challenges uh, that you can help with. Oh my I goodness. I can not even get that sentence out, Monica. No,
8: so. we, we work with everything. So from birth through geriatrics, okay. um, anything medically complex, any diagnoses um, that are congenital at birth, um, any trauma that happens. We kind of cover anything you could think of that speech, language, swallowing, cognition, even memory training.
1: I also read that you have more insurances that you take than other places. And that's important, too, because you want to kind of work with the family's, I guess, budget, right?
8: Yeah, we do our best to make sure to the best of our ability that nobody has to pay these large out-of-pocket costs if possible. So we try and reduce um, all the costs as much as we can. So we just took on five more insurances in the last five months. Yeah.
1: And what is it you actually, as a business owner, have to go in and apply and say, this is... this this is my business, this is how many people we see, these are the things we treat. I guess you have to be vetted by an insurance company in order for them to want to work
11: with you.
8: It is a lot of work in the background, but it makes such a difference in getting the families the treatment that they they need. And a lot of them have other medical costs that they're worried about or other things that they're doing or other things they just want to pay for. Right. Um, So to pay hundreds of dollars out of pocket just doesn't really make sense for anybody
1: i this is cool too. You're doing workshops. You're doing like some sort of family community outreach. Yeah. Tell us about that concept and that idea that yeah. you're putting to play.
8: We just opened um, some new workshops. So we have them both for clinicians. So we can get better education to all the speech pathologists that are actually going into the homes and working with the families. And then we're starting free workshops um, for anything from caregivers working with dementia, or even developmental milestones for kids and teaching the families, this is what you're looking for. This is when you might need help. Um, These are resources that can carry over outside of your treatments. And then this is how
1: we can help you. Well, I thank you for being here. It's lovely and you have some good news. Can we just share it? On, oh with the yeah. audience. What is your good news, Monica? I got engaged. Yay.
8: I bought a house. I went on vacation. <laughs> I am feeling the best I've felt. I'm here with Donna.
1: <laughs> and so that joy goes right to your um, guests, too, that you work with and your clients that you work with. And I just love that about you. So you're effervescent and joyful. And congratulations. I you I was, you so I was much. like joking before um, in the green room and I said, oh, I'm taking credit for you getting engaged. But yeah. I, I know that you've been dating them for a while. You're so. all here for the journey, all. <laughs> (laughs) In the community on the show. (laughs) And thank you so much once again. If you have yourself or a family member that might need her services, please go to Speak Your Legacy and give her a call. Be well. Mm -hmm. Joining us now is Calliope Wren welcome to the show how are you I'm good how are you so nice to have you here I saw that you were wearing something black and I said you know what black and Black is so complimentary it is so complimentary you look awesome today thank you um, thank you so this is your actual first official television interview yes yes I am honored that you brought the music to me this is so exciting thank you for having me and You're- allowing me to be here You're welcome. So you have four songs that you've written. Yes. What are
0: the titles of those songs? So I have four songs currently out. Uh, The first one is No Excuses. It's like an R&B pop type of song. The next one is We're Not Really Strangers. It's like a 70s synthy, 1975 inspired. That's a band. Um, The next one is They Don't Understand Me, a very piano ballad, um, very great song. And the one that I just put out is Her and I. What made you decide to go into this music? You said you've been doing it your whole life. Yeah, so I originally started, um, you know, singing, doing this my whole life. I went to college, uh, musical theater. I was majoring in that, doing that a little bit. And then, you know, when the pandemic hit, I went back to songwriting, went back to my roots. And it's just always been, you know, a back and forth thing between being on stage and performing, writing in my room, sitting with the piano. I've just always been doing this. Now, did
1: you have family and friends that always saw something special in you and kind of encouraged your journey? Oh,
0: absolutely. My support system, my parents, my girlfriend, just everyone. I have a really, really good support system. And having a career and doing something like this, you really want, you know, people to back you like that. So I'm very, very grateful to have such a good support system and people who genuinely believe in me and that are pushing me forward. You're very talented. I got to hear a little something earlier. Yes. Um, And you know what? We're going to take a look at the video
1: now. You ready? Yes. Let's take a look.
0: Wow. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. How much work went into that? I mean, just shooting the video overall. It was a two-day process. Um, I had an amazing counterpart. I had an amazing director, Nikki Silva. Um, We shot it at two locations, and it was just extremely professional. It was, you know, one of my first times on camera doing a music video like that, Um, and it was great. It was really cool. What was the moment of inspiration inside
1: yourself that gave yourself permission to do this, to say, you know what, this is the day, this is the moment, I'm going for it?
0: I was just thinking about having... Not having a song like this when I was younger, when I was exploring my sexuality, when I was confused, when I was nervous into jumping into something so different and new, and you know, when I was younger, I was like, I really wish I had, you know, an inspiration like this. So when I was sitting down writing it, listening to beats, brain dimming, I was like, I want a song that my younger self can relate to and and you know, bloom with and grow with. So it's an anthem-like song, absolutely, and it is yes. like meant to like empower people to like
1: just celebrate. Just to jump are. in.
0: If you're scared, just, just do it. Like, the, the fear, you know, you never know what's going to be on the other side of fear.
1: What was the first, uh, did you, like, learn how to play a musical instrument? Like, which came first, like, your songwriting, your singing, like...
0: Singing, always, okay. and then I was always really good in English, writing poetry, and then the poetry transcribed into songwriting, and just from there... So have you been uh, going back to your early days when you are a kid, like pulling out some of
1: those
2: poems and trying? Oh, to absolutely,
0: out yeah, yeah. When like you're like songwriting, you'll you know you'll scrap something for right. months, years, even, and then you'll pull it back out and be like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing, and right. just you know build on it. And I wrote this.
1: Um, are you looking forward to performing live, and where could someone come and watch you perform? Oh,
0: I have uh, an incredible band. I have a 14-year-old drummer that plays alongside me. She's incredible, growing with me. We have a bunch of shows this summer. We're playing at the Triad. We're playing at the Spotlight in Huntington, all over the. Island, all in the city. I don't I don't like to limit That's myself. Okay. No, no, no. I understand.
1: And I can see that you're probably going to be getting a tour bus. I mean, Calliope Wren, I have to tell you that I think it's
0: going to be like a big deal for you. I hope, listen, this is this is what I do. This is what I want to do. And I just want to share my my life and all, everything I have to say with everyone. Well, I'm honored that you came here as one of your first television interviews.
5: Yes.
1: I hope that, oh, as the years go by, that you come on again. And I sincerely wish you continued success. Thank you so you much. Know, and I'm so happy for you. Thank you. That you found your voice, that you found you're it in life. Yes, this, so. is, this
0: is it for me. There's no backup plan. <laughs> Love it. We've had Calliope Wren right here on the
1: Donna Drake Show. <laughs> and this, once again, it's Kids World 2. That's right. We have Stephanie and Kimberly, and we're going to be talking about something fun, food fun, Welcome to the show again. How are you? Thank Thank you. you. It's good to to be back. So (laughs) I heard how creative you are when you are implementing learning. And I said, could you bring a little bit of that here? So today we're going to actually be doing a segment where we're assembling food. Now I see strawberries, cheese sticks, blueberries. Okay. How did you discover that if you make food look fun, that the children are more likely to uh, enjoy it? So I kept
10: putting fruits uh, in front of my daughter. And I felt like she was a little bored with the same kind of things that she was eating. So I decided, let's make it fun. Let's make the food into art. And she even got to design the food herself. And she was eating it at the same time. So that promoted her to uh, have a good time while eating healthy. There you go. In the first letter of the name, right? So yeah, you guys are an S and a K. Those are kind of easy to make. Yes. What is her letter? So her letter is S. So okay. she makes uh blueberries uh, out of the letter S. So I threw in a little literacy lesson for her there and I incorporated
1: it into my school. A Lot of fun. Mm-hmm. My son Matthew's going to Michigan and I remember making him M pancakes. So now I I'm gonna make him M pancakes this weekend, just for oh, the fun of it. Cute. Just like a, you know, going back in time. But <laughs> yeah. I would I would just take the batter and I go zoop, 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 zoop. What? An M, right? It yeah. also could be a W, you That's know, so yeah. Depends, but yeah. yeah, it was fun. And I remember doing that and I yeah. kind of enjoyed that and it does make them, yeah. you know, or like I made moon crater sandwiches and stuff. Cute. At your school, you teach music, art, and STEM. Yes. Okay. So you had the company now for a long time. Let's yes. talk about a little bit of the history, even though yes. you've been on before, we have new audience members that yes. are maybe just tuning in. <laughs> so Kids World 2, yes. what are we in store for there?
10: so it is a family owned business and operating since 1998 by our mother we're sisters and our mother started kids world one um when we were kids and we would go help out after school over the summer and uh, it was a really nice environment to be in um and and she helped so many families in the community and um stephanie is continuing it continuing that and it's just a personable place for parents to take their kids and to learn.
1: Yeah. Um, it seems like a lot of fun. And as an adult, I wouldn't mind hanging out with you guys. Uh, so, we, <laughs> so, um, music, so you incorporate music and art, um, and STEM. So yes. technology, what types of technology are you using at your location?
10: So I love to do videos of different, uh, Uh, instruments being played by certain musicians to let them see like how in the real world musicians are uh, playing the instruments that I'm teaching them about and I'll incorporate their favorite songs being played by the musicians so they have a lot of fun watching that learning about the instruments and then just learning different songs with the instruments and they really love it it's a, a more enhanced way for them to learn
1: about it and you could also like to have like a little marching band going on with this beautiful american flag that you made <laughs> right of strawberries yes. cheese sticks and blueberries mm-hmm. so you could incorporate the whole thing like an american history lesson a food lesson and art so that's yes. you do themes right yes. we we every love month, to do
10: themes right? every every month and then each week they learn about um, a different instrument, or they learn about a different artist going back to the music, art, and STEM. And they just, they really just enjoy it so much. And we incorporate Mozart into a lot of the different activities that we do, because we know that Mozart, uh, you know, promotes creativity and helps with spatial reasoning. So they don't even realize it, but they that, that's what's happening when they're listening to
1: it. My daughter grew up to be an artist. Um, and if you go through the hallway here, we have all that art lining up that whole wall. Oh, so if you look at the so Van Gogh pretty. piece and it says Elise Drake, that was oh, what she did. Was, oh my it's gosh. like a starry, starry night, but they yeah. did it with like fall trees and things like that. Oh, I'm cool. so behind uh, the philosophy of what it is that you're doing, oh, you. you know, at your program. It's so exciting. So from the Donna Drake Show and Kids World 2, we wish you all the happiest of holidays and maybe you'll make this for your kids. Joining us now is Angel, and something I've never seen before, and perhaps you haven't either. We are with DoorBlock. Welcome to the show. How are you?
14: Thank you, Donna. Thank you for having me.
1: I'm very excited about your product. Um, I know that it helps people be safer. Yes. I know that you were in the finance world, but now you can consider yourself as an inventor. Yes. And what is this, Angel? What is DoorBlock?
14: So DoorBlock is a uh, doorstop anti-finger pinching device, child safety product, and it prevents children from getting their fingers cut, you know, or, you know, jammed in hinges or any area of the door, okay. all areas of the door without damaging the door as well. So it's a, it's a dual purpose.
1: So we as parents um, often think about, you know, safety features where yes. it's like the door latch that they have that you can push down and now the door closes right. on like, you know, cabinet doors. correct, Or like the electrical outlets you know, making sure that they can't stick their fingers in the outlet. Exactly. But you're 100% right. You discovered something that was happening, and that was they could stick their little fingers in the door jam and the
14: hinges, eh. yes. Ouch. Yeah, so right. a lot of the product that's out there, uh, if you notice the, the door stops or the anti-finger pinching devices, they will solve one area of the issue, but leave the hinge side, un, you know, untouched, which is where the pounds of pressure are. Okay. And that can do a lot of damage to little kids' fingers. Um, and the ones that do hang over a hinge, they're made out of hard plastic. So they ruin your, your frames, your hinges and, and your doors. And in this case, it's easy to install. It's a strong magnet. Okay. Uh, it's a nice dense material. That's what I was going for. And it goes on top of the hinge.
1: Okay. So it's called door block and it literally looks like a block. Yes. Right. So these two pieces, mm-hmm. right, um, together work in unison
14: uh, no, it's one for each door. So oh, okay. It, right now I'm selling it as a two-pack, but yes, it, it's one per per door. So you
1: only need one of the blocks.
14: One of the blocks. So on it's the... not
1: door blocks, it's just door block.
14: Door block, exactly. <laughs> so one block per door, and it okay. goes on top on the top hinge of the door. Okay. And in between the stop of the frame and the back of the door, and I would say, you know, in the center of the hinge.
1: Now, so. this is direct-to-consumer packaging, yes. right? So if I go to your website, this is what I would be looking for. I Correct. would just be picking this up. Um, and this would be shipped to me. And then the, it's so easy. Like there's really like no instructions except very easy
14: to install. Now, okay. if you open up the box, there is a, a QR code okay. where you can scan and look at a video on how to install because okay. a, a door installed on the left side and a door installed on the right side, you have they to swing
1: different. Yeah. Right?
14: You, they swing different and you have to turn the block a certain way. So okay. very easy to follow the video. Um, but yeah. That's it's
1: exciting a, congratulations thank you. so thank you. what has happened for you since uh you invented this like what was what was the process
14: so about three and a half years ago, my daughters were playing you know around the house, running around the house okay, and my youngest at the time slammed a door on my oldest daughter and of course, I ran to check make sure everything was okay and luckily, my oldest daughter didn't get her fingers jammed or anything but was very close. she was holding the door from it you know closing and You know, I took that opportunity to say, hey, you know, door safety, don't do this, don't do that. But with kids, you got to take extra precautions. So I went online and started looking at everything that was out there in the market. I bought a little bit of everything and none of it worked. And that's when when I was like, you know what, this is missing. I did it for myself because I was like, I need something here that I can put on every door and not have that issue. And it brought peace of mind. So that was the biggest thing, the peace of mind that it brought.
1: And, and Emilio, your brother, yes. uh, helped design your logo. Yes. Yeah, so, so I guess you're using a lot of people's skill sets.
14: Yeah. So, so I drew, I was like, I need my product to be the logo. So I drew something on paper and I said, hey, you know, bro, can you help me design this into a 3D format? And uh, that's what he did. That's what you he see here.
1: And you also have a partner. Uh, yes. Is it Oscar? Yeah. So okay. I brought
14: in a partner about a year, a year and a half ago, and he has a lot of connections with manufacturers. So about, I would say, a year. We've been going back and forth with the manufacturer in getting the product, you know, mass produced and ready for consumption, you know, for consumers. And
1: so. it's patent pending. Yes, correct? patent pending. I have a design and, and
14: utility patent pending.
1: You do. Congratulations. Yeah, thank That's you. wonderful. So this is for residential. So you have residential, and now you're going to open up retail, right? To yes. Take this to retail stores.
14: Yes. So okay. So. The goal is to take this to Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, Targets, uh, but I do have a commercial block coming okay. out, and we want to release that. I would say Q end of Q three, Q four, and it's going to be good for offices. So if people go into their office, and they, you know, the regular door block that you have right. that you have to kick in the bottom, right? So you can eliminate that, and you can put the door block. On top I, of the hinge and that'll do the job for you.
1: I have three of them here. I have yes. one going into Studio C. Yeah. I have one that goes like through our secret passageway right here, um, <laughs> yeah. Angel. And I have one on that heavy studio door. So I was looking at you and I said, you should see our doorstops. Because our doorstops yes. are like, they're made of rubber. And after a while, they just kind of like crumble. They break
14: off and crumble. Yeah. they didn't work
1: as well. Yeah, And so I'm constantly trying to with my own foot i'm trying to trying to get the right kick try to get the right, get
14: kick, kick, try, try get the right kick to, to make sure the, the right door stays place, exactly. and even if, if even if you, you do i would love to be
1: one of your first you know door oh, thank stop you. commercial people that. to give you, you, you an endorsement of some sort
14: thank thank i you, yeah. need you
1: i think a lot of people need this yes. you, sometimes you don't realize what you need until somebody says oh i have the fix for that
14: it's a multi uh, it has a multi purpose so if you have pets right a lot of do- dogs and cats close you know lock themselves into rooms Or if you have a dog and kids, they can get their tails jammed as well. Uh, And if you have a stubborn door that doesn't, if you want to have it 90 degree open and it slowly closes on you, put the block on there and it keeps it open for you.
1: Nice. Thank you so much for joining us. You came all the way from Charlotte, right? Yes. Thank you very much, Angel. Thank you, Donna. Stay tuned for more inventors right here on The Donna Drake Show. Be well. This is Donna Drake. Happy Journeys.
0: We would like to thank you for joining us on The Donna Drake Show. We can't wait for you to tune in for the next episode. In the meantime, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again. And until next time, remember to live it up with Donna Drake.